yeah. Say hello to the bad guy. Bad guy. The good guy coming last place. Smell that dope when I pass by. I let my money at a fast pace. Alright, welcome to Say Hello to the Bad Guy. I'm your host, Locke, and this is the podcast where we drink, smoke, and bullshit about the life of a historic criminal. Now we're talking outlaws and gangsters. We're not going to cover too many serial killers. That's just a little bit dark for me, and this ain't no true crime podcast. But honestly, you can't call this a history podcast, because I'm no historian. I'm just a history fan that does some research and bullshits about it with his friends. So speaking of my friends, let me introduce you to my co-host. First with us today, we got Cancer. What up? And then with us today for the first time on the show, we got my boy Tyler. What up, what up? And then back with us, we got Duke. Dan the man. Oh, yeah. What up? What up? Dan Duke back again. So we'll go ahead and knock out our uh, drink round table real quick. You want to start us off, Cancer? Yeah, I went with uh, Arbor Brewing Company. It's called Trail Light Raspberry. I don't know. <laughs> this description. Activated raspberry ale brewed with hibiscus. I don't know how you activate a raspberry. I'm going to have to Google that later. Will you listen to some Tony Robbins? I, I think and that's you get what, it real motivated. I think so. Or some gets pumped up. Yeah, I, th- I think that's the that's what I'm have to do. Joe Rogan uh, gives him a halftime speech and just activates. Yeah, because it shows a raspberry on a bicycle, which is very Ann Arbor. I mean, that's active. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's active. So I do some diet beers sometimes and shit. Oh, you poor man. I know. Whatever. Sometimes he goes half-hearted. Hey, but fucking not with craft beers. You got yeah, between half-hearted and then Shorts has like the the furry buddy and the yeah. light Huma. There's a few light beers you can get. That's some craft beers. If... Yeah, but I doubt it's even making a difference though. Well, because I, well, I just drink twice as much. So yeah, <laughs> but I mean, like usually with those, you don't really smash them anyways. Well, you might. Yeah, that's how, I mean, kind of how I drink. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Tyler, it's your first time on the show. I know you're not a big craft beer drinker, but you went out and grabbed something for the occasion. Aw, something a little sweet. Some Unity special. Vibration, the kombucha. What the is bl- that? The Com- blueberry. Oh, shit. Is that, that's your first time ever trying it, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. What do you think? It's good. It's not bad. Some good active beer. enzymes in there. Some 8%. Your beer is activated, Ooh, too? Is it? Yeah, it's got enzymes. Kombucha's got. Kombucha's like. See, I don't for even your know what kombucha health. is. Oh, for your stomach? If, if I was more of a hippie, I'd be able to explain it to you, but. It's like uh, that's what, that was going to be my question. What's kombucha? From like well, from what I understand, like the ones that I've drank before, they're like there's active cultures in there to help with your digestion. It's oh. like for your gut health. God damn! What are you guys doing? Do Fitness that. beers over there? <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'm doing crunches as we speak. So yeah. So it's like the lady from True Lies is yogurt. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, both mean? you guys got some healthy. You got yogurt beer. You got <laughs> activated kombucha beer. shit. You got yeah, and here I was talking about hipsters. Yeah. I just became one. <laughs> you guys ride here on a tandem bicycle? <laughs> the one that's on here. Yep, like a couple strawberries. Look, <laughs> ambo berries, strawberries, blueberries. <laughs> We're just having a berry Christmas around We're having here. a theme. Do you feel left out? What do you got? I went way in the opposite direction. So I got the founders KBS. Scouts, oh, yeah. Which... Which one? I, it's the Maple Mac, Maple Mackinac Fudge. Awesome. See, you went the opposite of diet beer. Yeah. You went with fudge beer. <laughs> yeah, that's what I usually Fuck about. your bicycles. Yeah. My shit's usually much darker. It's a piece of fudge in a fucking rickshaw. Mm-hmm. And shit, getting dragged around town and shit. That's, my, that's what I got to drink. Oh, yeah. But it's uh, they're like limited edition. I mean, the KBS mm-hmm. is always good. I usually don't drink them because that's usually a little out of my pay grade. But Oh, yeah. I fucking uh, was able to spoil myself. Yeah, they're good. I like them. And what about you, Dan? I, too, went for a uh, darker style beer. I went with a Line and Kugel's Snowdrift Vanilla Porter. Another beer that makes you think of sitting on the couch and being fat for the winter. <laughs> Not none of this fucking fitness berry shit. <laughs> no. So before we get started, as always, I got to make sure I take the time. We got to thank Six Fosuino for letting us use his music in the intro. And then... Got cancer in studio, so I thank him. Ah, get the fuck out of here. He does the song in the mid-roll. We're using Kings of Cannibals right now. You can also go follow him on Instagram, Eyes Bleed Defiance, and you can see all his art and his photography, our logo. That yeah. He does there. Oh, yeah. You can follow us at Bad Guy Podcast on both Instagram and TikTok, and then badguypodcast.com. If you can't find any of it, all the links are on the website. Well, we're going to get started, and the bad guy we're covering today 
is Michael Chen. This ain't negotiation time. This is Scarface, final scene. Fucking bazookas under each arm. Say hello to my little friend. Michael Chen. He was in uh, Fast and the Furious too, right? <laughs> we got Michael Chen, a.k.a. The Scientist. Dope name. It, it could be. That's a very vague name. It could be like because he is a smart, nerdy dude or because he's very methodical when he fucks people up. Yeah, I like that. That could be any scientist. It's clinical. Damn. Make ambiguous <laughs> names. That's not the reason. I just thought of that. Yeah, no, I I to... <laughs> <laughs> All right. You have my attention now, sir. You have my attention <laughs> i forgot how you the first my... one i forgot uh, that was right. awesome michael chen was born in the canton province of china in 1950 50 1950 yeah so 1950 china china is a chaotic time it's constant conflict between the communists and the british government of hong kong I didn't know this, but Hong Kong belonged to Britain from 1800 to 1930. Okay. And then the Japanese took it over from 1930 till after World War One or after World War Two, and then the British took it back. So wow. Hong Kong was British, and then the rest of China they would fought like the communist civil war, and they were like, "All right, we well, got to be communist." And Britain was like, "Nah, man." Hong Kong's our shit. We run this. They wanted a capitalist stronghold right on the tip of China. You know, okay. they had the number one trade port. And they're Britain. You know, they colonize. That's what they do. They go fucking take people's That's kind of their there. jam. Yeah, it's kind of their jam, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of their thing. I mean, Americans kind of really head. took it and ran with it, but Britain, they really knew their shit. Oh, yeah. What I like is that the British took it from China, and then the, the Japanese took it from them. And then when we won the war, we gave it back to Britain. Which is a weird, like, to, to <laughs> we think that back to China, we China back was to belonged to Japan for a while. Yeah. It's just, it's, I don't know, it's really interesting. And what's weird, to paradox it up, the English people had a big stronghold in Japan, too. So yeah. there's a weird, they played hot potato with cities. Man. Yeah, that's insane. Damn, China, once the Mongols broke that Great Wall, it was like never great again. <laughs> that's like a fighter with that weak chin, like Chuck Liddell. As soon as he got knocked out once, it was all downhill from there. Open the floodgates. You it, know? It, taking Hong Kong, that's like taking New York. Like, you get all America, yeah. but we get New York. Like, no, that's yeah, a big chunk. Yeah, we, yeah, need, nah, we can't do that. Uh, give yeah, it back. We can't do that. So all this beef between the communists and the British government, it's chaos. At one point, Hong Kong went in a couple of years from 600,000 to 2.2 million people. Damn. And it was uh, the most densely populated city in the fucking world. So, At a certain point, it's like, stop going. Well, they wanted to be capitalist or whatever, so they was flooding <laughs> Hong Kong. Like, I don't know. Was... You can't play cities like people play phone booths where they try to see how many people they can cram in there. At a certain point, let's just stop it. Yeah, or, or they'll do like what they, they used to do in some countries, be like, limit the amount of kids you can have. Yeah. Isn't that like, what the China does Yeah, now? that was yeah, one of China's like, big things. Yeah, but if you don't give them anything to do, what are they going to do? Well, sit at home and fuck. What? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I don't know too much about it, because I'd cover more of the, like, the uh, gangland killings than the uh, communist fucking versus <laughs> British colonists. Uh, yeah. But, but it was something like that. Yeah. That's, that's the dummy version of kind of... Hey, he's no historian. Right. The bottom line Where is, did I hear that before? It was fucking <laughs> chaos, all right? Shit's crazy. There's political government corruption. Police are corrupt. Economic hardship. Everybody goes broke. These economic hardships lead to Chen's father immigrating to America before Chen was even born. The place where police are never corrupt and we never have economic hardships. Ever. Well, there was that one time. <laughs> Here's the crazy part about Michael Chen's story. So I do the research, right? His backstory is how he's born in China and because of communism and the British colonizers and da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> That's history in a nutshell. <laughs> or <laughs> da, 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 da. Or did Mr. Chen knock up that chick and run for America? Ah, yeah. Did she they, come with him? No. So he got... <laughs> So that's what I'm saying. So Mr. Chen <laughs> left for fucking before he was even born. He left for America. Oh, okay. the mom did. The dad. Oh, okay. So his dad so left him. They had a daughter. Okay, got and it. then he knocked her up with Michael, and then he was like, "All right, I'm gonna go to America." Oh, okay. You would think that I uh, I had the edible. Right. <laughs> I can't keep up. <laughs> Well, it's probably my, my storytelling. I'm getting, so, no, no, no. You it's got, not you, it's me. You got lost in all the intricate details of yes, the communist takeover and the political atmosphere. It. I mean, we did deep dive into all that. So and the whole Japan-China thing just kind so of So to be off. clear, the dad came to America, little Michael Chen still in China. Yeah. In his with mama's his mom. belly. That story could be told in China or in Downriver around here. Yeah. Uh, I had a couple <laughs> kids. I got to get out of here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. motherfucker. Condoms? What are those? 
I didn't pull out then, but I'm pulling out now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Michael came to America with his mother and his sister. Oh, they said, me. fuck you, we following you. Yeah, yeah. When he was the age of 13 years old. Oh, so 13 years later. So he had to stay in China for 13 years. Women sure can hold a grudge. <laughs> <laughs> When they got to America, Chen's father was living in New York working as a taxi cab driver. We moved to America. They moved to uh, Chinatown in Manhattan. So early 60s, New yes. York. 1963 got in it. New York. His dad works as a taxi cab driver. He gets a job as a delivery boy on a bike for a restaurant. And he attended high school in the Chinatown area. Damn, he's just, I don't know if it's the American dream, but it's the Chinese immigrant stereotype he's living. <laughs> So he graduates in 1968. He briefly attends college, but like a whole bunch of other poor Chinese kids in the area, they're just all disenfranchised, flat fucking broke. You know, they're kind of living in this rough neighborhood and they all gravitated towards gangs on Canal Street. So this is Canal Street in New York. It's like the main strip of Chinatown, but it's also like the most populated gang area of Chinatown. So it's like the heart of Chinatown for business, markets, merchants, gangs, you name it. It It all starts on fucking Canal Street. Gangs run off turf, and that's prime location right there. That's funny how that works out, too. Like if you were a big shot maybe in China, and you come here, and you pick a certain spot to make your home, Mm -hmm. then you're the big time there too and people remember like yeah he was big over there he's big here as well well that happened a lot because there was a lot of the capitalists that would flee so as the communists were taking over a lot of the rich people were you know rich people so yeah. they're like you know what pack up my shit and head to new york set up shop and makes now, sense now i'm fucking i'm running canal street yeah <laughs> so michael chen gravitates to the streets and gang life and by the mid-1970s, he became a member of the Chinatown gang, the Flying Dragons. Dope. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to be in a Chinese gang, that's yeah. definitely the name to take. Flying Dragons. It's really every step of this is like in a kung fu movie. <laughs> <laughs> Does he get the shine? Someone's like, wonder, wonder where they get that shit from. The shine. So, like, last, <laughs> like Bruce Leroy. The glow. <laughs> yeah, the glow. <laughs> the Flying Dragons were a street affiliate of the Hip Sing Tong. Now, the Hip Sing Tong was the was a Chinese-American crime organization that originated in San Francisco in the late 1800s and worked its way towards New York. So anywhere there was China, Chinatown, these tongs popped up. So each tong is kind of like the fa- equivalent of a, a tribe or a clan. Okay. But they basically turn into like families, like a mafia family. But that's in the late 1800s, early 1900s. By now, in the 1970s, the Hip Sing Tong was called the Hip Sing Association, and it was a labor and community organization group. Ah, uh, trying to legitimize. Right. All the Is that tong- like the mob and waste management? <laughs> yeah. Air quotes. Or they got tired of too many dumb Americans like me making Tong comments. <laughs> yeah, we're going to association fuck yeah we're, nobody we're, takes our war seriously <laughs> we're goddamn gangsters what's just, wrong with tong we just had a hatchet fight in the street and they're making fun of the name tong <laughs> yeah god exactly. damn it we fucking can't win fucking americans but when they did this so all the other tongs did that so they all had a street gang affiliate that would handle that end of the business they went legitimate and then they just had those street gangs do all the little illegal shit on the side while they were just these old chinamen in suits so they were the uh like the figureheads like the uh the faces of the association yeah well at this point uh the hip sing association would have a giant building on canal street they had the hip sing credit union you know what i mean the old buildings they were like a community organization but they were the hip sing tong but every street gang had to operate under the jurisdiction of a tong got it so the flying dragons Biggest rival was the Ghost Shadows. Come on. What is These it? Fuck? Ghost Shadows? <laughs> Ghost Shadows. That's dope. That's kind of redundant. Ghost Shadows. <laughs> or what are they shadows <laughs> of ghosts? Do ghosts have shadows? Are they That's the that's the point of the name. Oh man. It's a, it's a paradox conversation. This is intriguing. You have my attention. <laughs> now, now you have my attention. Color me intrigued. <laughs> but yeah, the ghost shadows are like the big organization they beef with. I automatically assume when I picture it in my mind, I just picture fucking uh, Big Trouble in Little China and the fucking back alley gang fight. I mean, oh. That's got to be the flying dragons and the fucking ghost shadows. Right? I picture so. like every kung fu movie, like Rumble in the Bronx. Oh, yeah. They're that's just a great out movie. there. That's a good movie. 
It's yeah, it is much closer to Rumble in the Bronx. But then I start thinking of Big Trouble in Little China, and then I start thinking, <laughs> can they shoot lightning? And then I start thinking, this is ridiculous. Kurt Russell gonna beat them up. But then I think I could, cause he snake Bliskin, so maybe he could. And I lost my train of thought. I'm just thinking how hard it is to drive with an eye patch on. Difficult snake Bliskin, sure. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, boats are pretty easy. Pirates do that shit all the time. Even to fight efficiently, no depth perception. Yeah. Everything is way harder with one eye than you think. Oh, yeah. It's not you... as simple as throw a patch on that bitch and you're fucking good to go. Like, oh, yeah. No, your yeah, perception you... is definitely way through. You go to sit down, bust your ass. Like, I can't imagine <laughs> driving. The only time it's helpful is when you're really, really drunk. So instead of seeing double, you only see one. Right. <laughs> that is true. I, I read, mean, math checks That's out. why most one-eyed people are alcoholics. Because <laughs> it straightens it out. I read that. I could write that right now, and then like I could see it on Facebook within like five. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if I make a meme about it, it's true. So Michael Chen's intelligence helped distinguish himself from the other members of the gang. He had a reputation for being polite and measured, which earned him the nickname The Scientist. Yeah. I mean, I guess. Polite, like the gentleman or something? The scientist or... <laughs> I don't know why those, mean... names, those, na- those names just always are like super dope to me. Like the, the most... It's not anything crazy. It's like the teacher, mm-hmm. See, you know, the scientist. I the, think, you know what I'm saying? Like I, the gentleman. Like, I think just, I'm like, that, man, that's, that's kind of dope. I yeah. think that's how uh, history goes. Now it's like because he was polite and nice or whatever. No, it's because he was a nerd, and they all called him a nerd, <laughs> so they call him the scientist because he's a fucking dork. <laughs> like you know skull crusher can only go so far they're out there like they're out there doing kung fu and fucking shooting lightning and this guy is over there like hey guys uh how do you do hey beat it nerd yeah (laughs) beat it nerd in 1976 he was arrested in queens for homicide but was never convicted of a crime due to lack of witnesses what year was that 1976 all right i stand corrected that nerd wasn't fucking around so he was 26 26. no witnesses no witnesses. We'll get some more into some no witnesses stuff, but that's uh, pretty big in Chinatown. Seems like it would be. It's kind of how they run shit. You know, it's the credit union. Well, just what, in all of those. Tell, you're going to tell them the credit union's boys? Yeah, well, I mean, like, not even just in Chinatown. Pretty much probably any of those right. um, ethnically uh, clustered cities yeah. or areas. Right. Yeah, makes sense. I'm sure finding people to talk in Hell's Kitchen was real easy, too. <laughs> yeah you know exactly. what i'm saying like like no I'm, lots of witnesses i honestly don't even want to get closer because i can't really be seen talking right 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 yeah so yeah no, I don't, don't even yeah. glance at me or i'm dead well especially i mean when you go to a lot of these countries expect this story to begin with started they fleed because of police corruption and shit like these people just yeah, do not, not trust the police and, they have and an interest and that's what's always that's bothered me too like people just don't understand that it's like they don't understand like people's previous experiences Kind of dictate how they feel about those kind of things, about police, about right. government, about mm-hmm. things like that. It's built in. PTSD, yeah. a lot of, like, you know, the tiny rascal gang. A lot of these gangs, you come from a gang-torn country. Like, yeah. It's, it's fucking wild. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure, like, the police are like, you don't know, we're here to help you. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure you are. So, still in Chinatown, different story, but just to give us, like, a, an idea of what the witness situation was like. There's a situation that occurred that a guy shot two guys in the head on canal street in broad daylight that is a situation <laughs> by the time the police showed up all the markets were closed and nobody's in the street so you've seen what canal street looked like earlier in the broad daylight stores Nothing. were closed yeah. streets were cleaned up everybody the entire city was clean, closed say down. what you want they are very efficient <laughs> yeah that's uh smart they know how to shut yeah. it down so yeah, that just gives you an idea like the weather yeah. witness situation. Whenever you're like, oh, there's no nobody's testifying. Like, well, someone's got to know something. Yeah. Like everybody knows something, but ain't nobody gonna mm-hmm. tell you anything. All the motherfuckers are ghost shadows. <laughs> 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 so these different gangs, uh, they're with all the ones, the White Eagles too. So there's, the, you know, there's a bunch of them. There's White the, Eagles. Yeah, there's the White Eagles, the Man. Ghost Shadows, the Flying Dragons. They all represent a Tong gang. And these gangs are like hundreds deep and um they're just shooting each other on the street and in august 1976 michael chen comes up with this plan a scientific plan Mm -hmm. he comes up with a plan to have a fake truce with the other rival gangs in an attempt to get money out of a federal grant for youth gang reform that had already gave some money to some harlan gangs jeez fucking nerd yeah we'll we'll take your help (laughs) and flip it on you so they go with this plan. They're like, all right, we do a fake treaty. And then- See, that's like when you get in trouble and like you shake hands with the dude you just got in trouble fighting with in front of the principal so you don't get suspended. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Bully. they try it out and they they come up with this uh, 
He's always hatching up schemes in the lab, you know? Yeah, yeah. So they come up with a treaty, and it helps, because they're all over the papers all the time. Well, the problem was the lower-level members just really hated each other, and they're all out there working their territories on Canal Street every day, and they just can't stop fighting with each other. They're they're the ones out there getting stabbed by people, like, I can't let this go, he just chopped my pinky off last week. (laughs) I mean, that's kind of what it was. The the bosses are like, hey, we're going to have a treaty, and the street-level guys are like, Fuck that. Fuck that, yeah. yeah no, nah, I don't think so. This guy. is my piece of sidewalk. I'm going to crack your fucking goddamn head <laughs> open and shit. The truce ended after less than a month, when on September 10th, 1976, a shootout resulted in five gang members being shot and three being arrested. But did they get to keep the money? <laughs> I mean, the treaty yeah, what was, was the sta- made. Yeah, what's the, uh, what's what's the, the grace period on the... Uh, on the uh, like, what grants? are the terms on this contract? Yeah, exactly. I mean, when did they cut off? Did the check clear? Less than a month or over a month? Less than a month. September oh, 10th. Oh, they didn't check. hit the warranty. They yeah. didn't it didn't do it. It was too soon. They didn't pay the first bill. Yeah. yeah they signed the contract, didn't pay there the first bill. You had to put down your first month deposit. You know what I mean? You don't get that back. A rifle and a handgun were found on the scene, and over 20 shots were fired. None of the victims would identify any shooters, and the local residents denied knowing any shooting occurred. No one ended up being convicted of the shooting. All three suspects arrested got released. So, they, uh, did they take the bodies, too? <laughs> no, well, uh... <laughs> so, leave the body, but take everything. Yeah, they're in the hospital. Who shot you? I'm not even shot. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you know this? It's a flesh wound. Nothing. In 1977, Michael Chen was indicted in the murder of two members of the Ghost Shadows in a shootout in the middle of the crowded Pagoda Theater. Damn, in a theater? Yeah, so the Pagoda Theater is like a big, I mean, it's a thing in Chinatown, you know. I would it say is? it's probably, was it, a, well, <laughs> it would be like, like a, a big, like, know, a, like a St. Andrew's Hall or something. Like a, yeah. Was it in a theater theater, movie theater, or like just a, uh, like when they like had a shows Fox and theater, stuff. Like yeah, a yeah. theater. Well, I think it's like a, I'm assuming, what's a theater? I thought it was like a fucking uh, movie theater, but it could no, be. No, I would think it's probably a grand, like just a theater, like a yeah. Fox theater. Yeah, like a, too. Either way though, it's like just like being in closed, a closed area like that and having a shootout is just, that's crazy. Yeah. That's like that's that's a nightmare right there. How how many people died? Well, two people died. Everyone's deaf. Well, I mean, they, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> if they started in San Francisco, they started in the Wild West and made there. They did a little shootout in the Pagoda Corral. Yeah, <laughs> the Pagoda Corral. For real, all them Wild West shootouts happened in like tight little quarters and shit. People Absolutely, like, everything was smaller back then. Mm-hmm. After Mike, Michael Chen gets arrested for the shooting, he's charged with both murders. But then they couldn't get any witnesses to leave a testimony, and he ended up being released on all charges. <laughs> My God, man. That's, Damn. Yeah. They need to get some of these people on the first 48. <laughs> they get them to talk. Yeah, yeah. Can oh, we yeah. first 48 some or, of these Or fools? DJ Vlad. They uh, <laughs> they. People, he's always getting people. Yeah, he's always he's got people confessing. He's got people getting locked up for shit they say on his show. No, that's just, he don't even try. He's like, so what up with guns? Yo, I got a million guns. Like, yeah, he just yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. out. He just said, it's just the way he guns? says it too. Like, he's like, so what's up with guns? <laughs> what do you you mean the ones I got in my car? I'm telling yeah, you, let's talk about those. Like, it's crazy the amount of people that. Especially these little rappers and shit that just uh, rap them. So they're on Instagram doing illegal shit. Like, yeah. you know, it reminds me of the Key and Peele sketch where uh, he was a rapper and he's like in his songs, like, and I killed him. Yeah, I yeah. shot him three times. Yeah, yeah. Two in the chest. <laughs> but yeah, they, uh, yeah, to have all those people not say anything is just, it's. But I mean, imagine scared. like being a cop, like, yeah, and being a cop out there and be like, oh, okay. Like, do you, you know, at what point do you just stop asking? Right. Be like, do you do you uh-huh. want help or not? No. Okay. No. Okay. Let, let me guess. Them, like, He's like, let me guess. Nothing happened. See, somewhere there's a very upset New York police officer, like a Dennis Franz. Like, I tell you, I'm tired of the beat. I go down there and I ask him, who's doing the killing? I get nothing. If they don't want me to save them, why am I even trying? I'm telling you, I got two weeks till retirement and I can't wait. Sitting on the edge of his bed in a white wife beater with fucking black socks. <laughs> Drinking some cheap ass beer. Apologizing for smacking his wife. I'm sorry, Darla. It's this fucking city. It's burning a hole in me. Did you see it? My ulcers got ulcers. I'm out here trying to collect, trying to clean up the streets, and they're throwing the trash at my feet here. And they I, don't want it clean. And I come home and dinner's cold. God damn it. 
Hey. It's rough in the 70s, man. Later the same year, Michael Chen got arrested for carrying a 12-gauge shotgun. When he was searched, they found him with 150 rounds of ammunition. Now, did they need witnesses to say he was carrying it? <laughs> but the cops wouldn't talk. They asked the other cops if they could corroborate a story. And said, I didn't see nothing. You know, in little China, in Chinatown, they got a, uh, a phrase, loose lips sink communities. <laughs> <laughs> and associations. Yeah, and associations. <laughs> and dragons somehow it sinks them. We don't know how. <laughs> The sinking dragons. <laughs> the sinking dragons. He ended up getting off the charge on the gun charge on a technicality, on something that they messed up, like a paperwork issue. Or something. <laughs> they ended up of getting thrown, thrown out of court of on a technicality issue. Of course. So it doesn't even matter if you don't have witnesses. So he's got Can't like, fill out paperwork either. So. <laughs> <laughs> it, it turns out witnesses were testifying this whole time. Just they, they kept on All these the paperwork. people that were like, I was going to murder somebody, but I was afraid I wasn't going to get away with it. But this dude... Obviously, I guess I can. I'm trying to clean up these streets. <laughs> and Jack keeps on forgetting to hit the record button. <laughs> My pen was out of ink. <laughs> that day. I gotta fill out this form and that form. Damn it, Darla, when's it gonna end? <laughs> I don't have time to fill out forms. I'm a cop. I'm here trying to hit the streets, <laughs> not keyboards. <laughs> By the end of 1977, Michael Chen was made the Dragon Head, which was what the term for the leader of the Flying <laughs> I mean, if you're going to be a piece of the <laughs> dragon. You want to so be the does dragon. that mean the Ghost Shadow Head is the Ghost Head? <laughs> That's fucking dope, too. God, I'm so jealous of these names. Now, would it be an honor or an insult to be the Dragon Dick? Because <laughs> like, I can see that going both ways. <laughs> If you met a guy and his nickname was the Dragon Dick, you'd be like, eh. "Is it because it's so big when he walks it drags, or is it, or do dragons have notoriously like, small penises?" Like, no, I'm the I'm the Dragon Head. I'm the boss. Like, well, you're the treasurer. You're the Dragon Dick. <laughs> the heart or something. You're the, yeah, you're the organization's detective. You're the Dragon Dick. Yep, you're the Dick, motherfucker. <laughs> That's just the guy he didn't like. No, you're the Dick. Damn it, how am I going to save them every time I go in there? They keep calling me the dragon dick. Oh, man. I'm trying to save this city, and they're calling me a dragon dick? <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick smoke break. We're going to refill our drinks, and we'll be back in a minute.
It's almost time to run, put on your army helmets now. You're running toward the sun with all your guns, defenses down. Flashes everywhere, the lights create an atmosphere. Water in your lungs, you pray for death, but life is here. You're about to die, face it, you're about to die. Zero sand in your glass, fuck it, you can't even cry. Put a dagger to your neck, just to keep yourself in check. Put a dagger to your neck, just to keep yourself in check. Everybody grab a side as you fight to stay alive. Dancing on a hand grenade so you can die and they survive. Silver bullets in the sky, dropping seven second death. Scattering the children, run, rub until there's nothing left. Ashes in the water, sons and daughters hold their flags up high. Wallow in the harbor as the military tanks arrive. Penetrate the border with disorder like an animal. Every war has the honor of turning kings into cannibals. All right, we're back. So we re- reloaded on drinks a little bit. Cancer, you got one of those KBS Mackinac fudges. What do you think? Oh, I like it. I, li- I like their stuff. Yeah. I think out of the dark beer side, Founders does it right. They do. They do. Like What I like about them is they have a lot of variety. Like They'll do uh, the, the seasonals, and uh, they do a lot of barrel bourbon barrel-aged stuff that I like. Yeah, I like uh, beer that gets soaked in the bourbon. I just tried... Uh, it's Kentucky something, but it's a bourbon beer, and that's the only one that I've had, but I fucking love it. Yeah, they do. The, they that shit's real those. good. They just came out with a peppermint one I want to try. Tyler, so you went back to your comfort zone, some Labatt? Oh, the Labatty boys, the Canadian Pilsner. <laughs> well, we, I mean, he, that was a berry explosion he wasn't ready for, so now he's <laughs> he's going back to the great white north. Well, that 8%, man. Right, that's no joke. No, well, those things will rock you for sure. Mm-hmm. And we we are in Detroit, so Detroit is a little more in tune to Canadian culture. You're right across the river there. Fuck yeah, eh? never blow yeah, and shit. Sure. So you hey. come right across the bridge, you can come over here and drink when you're 19, eh? <laughs> you don't have to wait for your crazy 21. No, come over here, you can get drunk. We want your kids' money, but we don't want them here. It was awesome when I was growing up. It wasn't as cool when my son turned 19. See, what sucked is uh, I hung out with people that were older than me. So when they were 19, they would take off to Canada and mm-hmm. I'd be left all by my lonesome. <laughs> yeah. And then when I turned 19, I joined the army. So I never got to experience the uh, 19. You didn't get to get thrown out of Don Cherries. <laughs> I never even went to Canada. Yeah. I was getting into bars like here, like. Oh, Shit. way to brag. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've never been to Canada, ever. Yeah, no, by the, I went to the Army when I was 19, came back when I was like 20 or whatever, and yeah, I could just get into all the bar. Like, why am I going to... We, like, yeah. I could just get in there when I was whoa, like whoa, 17. Whoa, 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 ble- whoa. Let's learn some little China shit. Like, <laughs> Chinatown, buddy, no names. Here, we had to bleep that out. Now Fucking Locke has to find a bleep sound effect somewhere. <laughs> loose lips sinking establishment. <laughs> I got to edit all this bullshit all the time anyways. All right, Takashi69. Locked in, it, locked in and turned into Vlad, all right? We don't need you. 21 <laughs> Savage is not a U.S. citizen. God damn it, I finally got one, Darla. That's He's cool. talking. Memes, we got him on the hook. The memes after 21 Savage or so Britain was hilarious. <laughs> all right. So when we left off, Michael Chenna took over as the dragon head. Oh, the fuck my beer then. <laughs> oh, my bad. No, I'm drinking the same shit. <laughs> so anyway, so we left off. Scientist left off. is the dragon head. Yeah. And uh, he was different than typical gangsters that we know. So he didn't drink, he didn't smoke, he didn't gamble. Hmm. He was known to be kind and affectionate with his family, and he was generous in the community. Wow. So he was just a, a dude? Yeah. Like, <laughs> that would shoot you in a theater. But yeah. besides that, it's just... He was different than the rest of the gangsters. He wasn't a dick. <laughs> and that's scarier. Yeah. Yeah. Because he, yeah. this is after he had already murdered how many people? Three. Yeah, I mean, he's at least three, three. but he wasn't drunk when he did it. Yeah, he wasn't drunk. He doesn't gamble. He wasn't. He was a nice guy. He has no vices, and he's a nice guy. I guess his vice was murder. I think. uh, Well, I think even then, because he seemed, he's probably just a sociopath. Is all it is, and like murder is just a part of the business. But if he was a sociopath, then he wouldn't have a good family life. All it says is that he's he's kind of affectionate and polite. That could be just he's cool. 
So this is what I think. Or I'm completely talking shit and we don't know. <laughs> no, we're going to deep dive into no facts, just feelings. Right. Well, I'm definitely we speculating. Think? So we'll call this the speculating moment. So I don't know this for sure. But just me, you know, I read. Locke's speculation. I corner. read a lot of this motherfucker's <laughs> goddamn story. So I feel right. like I have some kind of an idea. He was known to be pretty calm and reasonable. They thought he was smart. They called him the scientist, right? Mm-hmm. But then six months later, he's fucking shoots a dude. Well, he is still a gangster. Gangsters make their bones. It's right? all part I mean, of that gotta, life, baby. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, you kill people. So if you're, you might be calm or smart or a good dude or whatever, but I mean, that is how you put food on the table. And if you're at the Pagoda Theater and the Ghost Dragons are like, what's up? You got to fucking yeah, you just gotta gotta go. go. You got to be like, what's up? <laughs> Five dragons, mother. I mean, you've seen was that Big like Trouble in Little their, China, right? Was that like their territory, the Pagoda or the Pagoda Theater? I, actually, I mean, it is now. Yeah, now it is for sure. Right? <laughs> yeah. I actually think it's the opposite. I think they were, they were on Canal Street and they were over on the Pagoda Theater, which would have been Ghost Dragons territory. Oh, got so, it. I don't know that for sure. That's like, like I said, <clears> this <throat> is the speculation moment. And shit. Right, right. Yeah, I think the Pagoda Theater was their territory. Nah, Wait, the know. ghost dragons? I thought, or, or the uh, ghost the ghost, yeah, the ghost shadows. Yeah, I was gonna say. Now we're getting it all confused. We're just throwing. What kind what? of dragons are they? <laughs> oh, they're the flying. <laughs> yeah, right. The yeah, death right. donkeys? Was that which, which one was that? Brawl Fly. fight. Brawl fight. <laughs> flying <laughs> dragons. No, no borders. I can't think of a good name for a game. How about just bad dudes? Bad. Yeah, yeah, bad dudes. That'll work. So the one big weakness he had, he had a weakness for women. He was a woman chaser and shit. Oh, uh, shit. He also had three sports cars. All right. So he dug cars, but besides that, he believed in keeping a low profile. Besides driving three sports cars through New York. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in little in, in Chinatown. Yeah. In China, driving <laughs> three Canal sports Street, cars through Chinatown. 10,000 people per city block. I'm sure. <laughs> As leader of the Flying Dragons, his calm demeanor and patience in business dealings helped him grow all their profits. He's good at it. He's a good gangster. You know what I mean? He's a smart dude. Sure. Profitable. Yeah. But the problem is he's got, he's he got knows the ghost shadows. He's got the fucking white eagles. You know what I mean? He's got these other gangs, other tongs, and they just won't go away. And Chinatown's so small. So the territory's so small, and you're just fighting all the time. Got it. So he takes under his wing a protege named Johnny Ang, a.k.a. Machine Gun Johnny. Another machine gun, huh? Yeah. So you he was wonder what he's good at. Got a good ring to it. You know what I mean? Well, it sounds a- dope, actually. Yeah. yeah I love it. It's AKA Machine Gun Johnny, AKA Onion Head. Okay, I would definitely <laughs> stick to Machine Gun Johnny. <laughs> oh, oh, man. He All right, like, you got two too. options. We got Machine Gun Johnny or Onion Head. <laughs> now, I mean, we're at a draw. We don't know which one to go with here. It might mean something different. Well, and many made you cry. Many was mean. So he looks that, mean. Yeah. So it seems like uh, <laughs> he does look his face like he looks like so he doesn't mean. fuck around. <laughs> he makes me cry. <laughs> like he doesn't he even have to punch like anybody. He looks like a fucking bully. Yeah. He's just like really good at roasting people. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even shoot. He's like, where's the machine gun? He's like, well, he can either roast you or shoot you. His eyes. Either way, you're gonna cry. <laughs> so it's, it's like the bassist of like a 70s band it seems like most of the rivals called him machine gun johnny most of his boys called him onion head oh okay. <laughs> that's how boys are right well yeah because yeah, if you're not his friend and you call him that that's when you meet machine gun yeah, johnny yeah for sure. For sure. that's crazy yeah if you walk in here and call me onion head like oh that's cool yeah, yeah, like yeah. some fucking ghost shadow calls yeah. me goddamn onion head that's machine gun talk yeah. right there i don't care if we're in the middle of the pagoda theater Machine gun's coming out. No, he looks like he'll kick you right in the side of your head. (laughs) He looks like he's seen some shit. He looks scary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he does. So Johnny Yang was eight years younger and had a reputation for being flashy and violent. So So he had four sports cars. (laughs) 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 Got it. He'd been arrested five times on violent crimes and had been suspected of numerous murders in which the police were never able to make stick. Which honestly to me sounds like God uh, damn it, Dollar, they just won't talk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, this guy shooting, that guy shooting, machine gun, revolver, pistol, they're all shooting and nobody sees a thing. <laughs> and when they do, we fill out the wrong forms. God damn it. <laughs> I can't keep doing this, darling. There's not enough in the budget for pens that work. 
One more week and I'm on retirement. Too many cuts. God damn it. This city's eating me alive. So between both their styles, between the two of them, Michael Chen and Machine Gun Johnny, mm-hmm. were able to turn the Flying Dragons into the largest street gang in Chinatown. Mm-hmm. All right. So you talk about a little odd couple situation. They got the nerdy, calculated, never fucking get out of line guy, and then the crazy, violent, flashy dude. A little do I smell a sitcom? <laughs> Chen mentored Aang on the other side of criminal activities. So they have been at war for years with the ghost shadows. And they're just fucking shooting out on the streets and shit and just making witnesses say they didn't say shit. And at some point, Michael Chen was like, hey, we could just stop shooting people. You know what I mean? And uh, he believed in conducting yourself like a businessman. And he like understood the violence compromise over violence in negotiation. So he's like, look, we just can't keep fighting. You got to compromise. You can all make money. In the bigger picture. Yeah. Machine Gun Johnny's like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Like, you still get to use your machine gun, right. but we're going to pick and choose the times right. that you're going to use it and what you're going to use it for. So I no-hit him? <laughs> like, no, we're going to talk to him first, but I want to hit him. No. It's like, the season, <laughs> no. it's like the That's season of Fargo. The two brothers. The one brother is yeah. violent. He's trying yeah. to take over everything. And then he finally realizes, he's like, hey, you've got the plan. I've got the muscle. I get it now. Dude, I get that, it. Was that older brother the whole time I watch it? All I think is, this is like a serious Jack Black and Nacho Libre. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, too, because he's, he's a, an Italian actor. Like, he's Dude. legitimately an actor in Italy. And he can't like it's. but it's just funny. Like, that's, I can see that, that being the case. Be like, you know what? Uh, at a time, like, I'm not telling you not to be violent. I'm just telling you that it needs to be placed in a different way. I think uh, more beneficial. Other thing Chen teaches Aang, he teaches him the value of income from legitimate business and respectful community interactions. So he taught him how to count. Was <laughs> <laughs> like, look, we need real money too. We can't just steal shit all day. <laughs> like we need businesses, and we're taking money from these people all day. We can't be dicks on top of it. We just be cool. Then we could be like Hip Singh. We could be an association. Like we're not here to yeah. fucking strong arm you. We're here to help you with your business ventures in this area. Yeah, we're just going to take a little chunk out of it. I just found out machine gun Johnny. That's the dragon dick. <laughs> <laughs> all right. He would, he he would say dick. the dragon muscle, but <laughs> yeah. Well, what's the dragon muscle? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dragon exactly. All right. If anybody's the dragon dick, it's Onion Head. <laughs> they call him fucking Onion Head. He's yeah. a dick. Oh, man. So Michael Chen opened nightclubs in Queens. He opened a meat market and a paper supply company in Manhattan. So well, a, that's pretty diverse. He's like getting into a lot of fields. He clearly diversified. He tried to settle down as a gangster. He tried to move into, you know, let's do more legitimate business and stuff like that. He had always kept his edge. So in 1983, Michael Chen got word there's a guy named Chi Hu Lao who was working to get several members of the Flying Dragons to leave the gang to come work with him. Trying to start his own offshoot? Kind of. It's kind of unclear. It seems like he was more of a businessman than a a gangster. So I don't know exactly what he wanted with these guys. It won't matter for long. Nah. So Michael Michael Chen goes to to these guys that are questioned, like, hey, what the fuck? I heard that you're trying to leave the gang and go work with this guy. Well, they were like, for sure, no, we want to be Flying Dragons. And Michael Chen was like, well, I don't believe you. So in order to prove your loyalty, you got to go kill that dude. Oh, wow. So I, makes sense, though. All of you together. All yeah, of you take hold turns. Hold hands. <laughs> you kill him at once. To get, all of you hold the knife at the same time and stab him. <laughs> God. On March 5th, 1983, Chi Ho Lao was murdered at the Riviera Diner. After a brief scuffle, he tried to run away and was shot three times in the back. That'll happen. <laughs> that will happen. That Sometimes will happen. That's the shit those bumper stickers are always talking about. Yeah, and diners are not a safe place. Yeah, <laughs> those all. are many. If the cholesterol won't kill you, the flying dragons the will. will. <laughs> <laughs> and don't even get me started on the meatloaf. Michael Chen eventually ends up growing their gambling extortion rackets to a level beyond other street gangs, rivaling other organized crime syndicates. They're so. like a highway gang. No more, more organized. Streaking. Yeah, kind of. I mean, graduated a big time. So now they're that wing son. 
Yeah, now they're their own tongue. They yeah, went from yeah, being yeah, a street so name different. to a tongue. Uh, what around? What, sorry, well, around what year is this? Nineteen ninety-three. Ninety-three. Okay, yeah. Okay, real quick, so going like back 30. to that, so the whole 30, so. tongue thing. We started by saying like the street gangs worked under a family. Mm-hmm. So did he work under a family this whole time? Or yeah. how did that work? Yeah, so he, as leader of the Flying Dragons, he works under the Hip Sing Tong. So okay. The leader of the Hip Sing Tong at that time was a guy named Uncle Benny. So that's who, who he uh, answered to. Yeah. All right. Well, but he was they in to be of their very, thing. They were pretty much hands-off. They are just sort of like, ah, he's a scientist, he's got it. <laughs> and they just sort of let him run his shit. Well, I feel like it's a thing where, I mean, you're going to micromanage your organization. He's doing pretty well. Kicking up is the way all these crimes, and it's consistent across the board. Yeah. So whether we're talking about the mob or the triads, they've gotten to a point where the hip sing tong, they're like the Gambinos, and the you know the the onling tong is like the fucking Genovese. You know, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? They're all their own little families, and they got their street gang because now they're an association. We own a credit union. We we got to operate legally. We're right. a community organization. We run the politics. We run the labor union. You know what I mean? We run yeah. Chinatown. We're helping our community, but we're still the him sing tong because we've been here for a fucking hundred years so the flying dragons are our guys on the street so in order to do that you had to kick up to somebody right yeah but it sounds like now he's reaching the point where he's so legitimate that they're elevating from that street gang level that now they're at that tong level right and that is what he started to do but then piece of everything he makes has to go up the chain too now he's in his own middle, like he's middle management. It used to be like Tongs are the legit guys, but he elevated like, but he's not a Tong himself. He still has to kick it up. So he's middle management kind of at this point. Yeah, I think that would be the best way to sum it up. So prior to him, the leader of the um, Flying Dragons would have been like your foreman. Okay, yeah. But now he's more like a, a salaried employee. Got you it. You know what I mean? He's working way up the chain. But I'm assuming as he's making more money, that's more that he kicks off. Yeah. Usually. Yeah, yeah so for sure. They're not going to be like, hey, stop killing as many people and make them wait a bunch of money. Yeah. yeah <laughs> During this whole broadcast, there's people listening to this like, these drunk motherfuckers, yes, he made money. How are these assholes confused? <laughs> <laughs> So just, yeah, he made him money. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, no, I just completely forgot. Like, at this whole time, I thought he was just running shit. Like, I forgot that he was even paying. Kicking up to somebody. Yeah. yeah, so did I. All right. He's turning into a major organization. Now they're making money hand over fist. So, okay. you know, he owns businesses. They're like rich guys. You know, okay. like they're the big shots now. They're not street gangsters. And uh, Johnny Yang says, I got Asian connections to the best heroin in the world. There we go. That is a big ass boast right there. Mm -hmm. That's when it gets. I mean, that is China. China is like opium capital. That's where the opium is grown and shit. Like China's that main ship. I thought it was like Afghanistan. Well, well, Afghanistan, Afghanistan has too. it too. I think sure. maybe China. I'm saying China, but I think no. it's that whole the Oriental area, that South uh, Southeast Asia. All the little countries that us as America, we forget about, like Laos, like Vietnam, we know because we beef with them. But all those small Asian countries, I think right in there, that's where all the heroin is. Yeah, Afghanistan's a big one, too. Yeah. Afghanistan's got a shit ton of heroin. Johnny Yang's like, fuck yeah, you got a ton of money. I got a connection. And he's like, this shit is the best shit in the world, dude. I got the connect. And, uh, Which means you can step on it a thousand times and it'll still be better than any of the shit that anyone else has. A thousand times. And he says he can get it over, which is a big expense, too. So yeah. he's like, look, I got a connection. I can get it here. You got a bunch of money. And we got a gang. All Fucking Machine Gun Johnny and shit. Let's do this shit. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Michael Chen refused. He said it was drugs were too risky a business. And he just thought he should stick to the traditional rackets. Oh, see, he's like the old school Paul mob Sorvino guy. Ang is gonna bust a fucking Goodfellas. Yep, he's gonna base. Uh, he's gonna bust a Luciano Mayerlansky and start his own shit. Bad, though, like once you start getting into oh, yeah. like, drugs. Yeah, yeah, it never feels good. I mean, you could say that, but like I just, the Mayerlansky Luciano, they started the heroin thing, and that's what separated them from the old school Italian mob, oh, and yeah. they yeah. revolutionized the game off of heroin. Across the board, older guys thought drugs. The younger guys were like, this is our prohibition. You guys got rich on prohibition. Drugs is our prohibition. The older guys were like, 
Yeah, but the time is different. Because yeah, it's... judges and cops are drinking. You right. I mean? Yeah. So you get busted. You do your exactly. couple of years. You get your slap on the wrist, or whatever. You're selling heroin. That's a completely different. That's a fucking yeah. big deal. So yeah, you're didn't... saying we got to get the cops to do heroin? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Darla. It's too bad they're all hooked on coke. Darla is like you know. God damn it, Darla! <laughs> How am I gonna take them down when I'm hooked on this shit? <laughs> Where the fuck is my spoon? I'm trying to chase down these Asian gangs. I got the monkey on my back, Darla. <laughs> I'm chasing the dragon on the street and in the room. <laughs> the flying dragon. I'm chasing the dragon in my veins. Can't you see the city staring me apart? We've really taken a little journey with this guy, man. <laughs> yeah. I've seen his whole character arc yeah. from the beginning. I'm down to three days to retirement, Darla. Three days. Too old for this shit? God damn, I hope I make it. Which means he won't. Hey, spoiler, dude. You don't know how this, <laughs> don't know how this story ends. Michael Chen starts telling his friends and family he's considering disassociating from the gang to focus on legitimate businesses. He's like, you know what? I'm making so much money from my businesses. Johnny Yang's kind of crazy. <laughs> it's you like Austin Powers, and they're like, uh, you should ask for more money. We're actually making more money off of our uh, miniature business <laughs> than we yeah. are from crime. So, yeah, yeah. it's the same thing. What if I just go fucking yeah, just go legit. sell paper and meat and yeah. fucking uh, <laughs> and clubs and shit, you know? I got a fucking meat market in fucking uh, Manhattan. What am I selling? It's like the guy if the guy who invented my pillow like started out as a gangster. <laughs> he's like, he's like, why do I keep doing crime when my pillows are making me millions? <laughs> in, in the meantime, we're gonna we're gonna send a twenty year old out to stab some kid <laughs> over fucking twenty bucks from some merchant on yeah. Canal Street. Somehow that doesn't make sense anymore yeah. for me. Yeah. I tell you, the other day I was at a theater. This guy was yelling at the movie screen. I, I didn't even want to kill him. My heart's just not in it. <laughs> My heart's not in it no more. March 13th, 1983, Michael got a call in the middle of the night and got up and left his apartment. He's found the next day in the Hipsing Credit Union office, shot 15 times. Five of which were in the head, four of which were through his eyes. Goddamn. Those were related? Like, whoever called him? Called him somewhere to uh, to the credit union, or that was just... Hey, come over here to the bank. We're going to shoot you a bunch of times. <laughs> well, most people assume it had to be somebody you know because he got up and left. Yeah, he was set up. Yeah. yeah. But, but I mean, it's because he was trying to quit, or uh, they don't know. Well... Nobody said nothing. Well, nobody was suspected or arrested in the murder of Michael Chan. But after his death, Johnny Ang took over control of the Flying Dragons. It really seems okay. like because Johnny Ang... Wanted was to take the, over? He wanted the gang, and he wanted yeah. to sell drugs, and he didn't. He said, "Let's sell drugs," and he didn't want to sell drugs. But I think, well, see, this is how stupid gangs are. The dude just wanted out and to go legit, anyways. This guy wanted to stay being a criminal and sell drugs. You could have just fucking done that both. This could have been a win-win. The big factor, I think, and having having done a lot of this podcast, done a lot of research, right? I think the fact that it happened in the Hipsing building. Feels like at some point it had to come from up top. Yeah, right? for sure. You know, so like that's not an accident. You can't just kill Michael Chen and take over the gang. Yeah, and yeah. And like, the same building and that's what's up. Like at some point, maybe. Like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, he sh- he tripped and fell and got shot right. in the face four times. Be like, so I guess you're boss now. <laughs> right. Someone yeah, lined it's, up it's, a lot of bullets on the ground and tripped this guy right into him. Yeah, I mean, right. that's. Uh, I'm not saying he's doing a bad job, but I'm saying I got this heroin thing. And you still could do your own thing, it's but I could bring money. you more money. Yeah, yeah you know and I mean? also, I mean, like, it was clearly sending a message because you only need one bullet. And those guys, they, they knew what they were doing. Yeah. They, know how to co- they know how to kill somebody with one bullet. Yeah. Well, so, he told all of them they all had to kill him. Just like, <laughs> so they all had to shoot, they all had to. Maybe. You know what I'm saying? Like, honestly, maybe. Whatever the fuck it was, it, it was it was something. It wasn't yeah. like just a coincidence. That's no. not a crime of passion. That's no, a message. It's, yeah, it's for yeah, a, sure. a for sure message. Because yeah. that's not even both a shot in the eyes. Or not even both eyes. Both eyes, four yeah. through the eyes. Like, for sure through the eyes. For yeah, sure. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's something. That's crazy. You've seen too much. Yeah. So now you die. So once Machine Gun Machine Gun Johnny Ang took over the Flying Dragons with already built-in infrastructure, and he put in place his heroin plan, which brought the heroin China White. So we can thank Johnny Ang for seven rap songs. <laughs> <laughs> and one rapper. So the Flying Dragons were a street gang, and Michael Chanton turned them into the legit powerhouse. 
and Johnny Yang took it over and then turned it into a million dollar organization. He's working with the mob. He's like doing international. It's quite the evolution of a gang. You know, they always say the early bird gets the worm. Mm-hmm. This is saying the second mouse gets the cheese. When you look at like in Chicago, when they took over big gym shit, there's something too. these guys. They build up this big gang. Yeah. And then they're like, ah, it's big enough. And then whoever came up behind them inherits this thing that's already built. That makes it bigger. Yeah. All right. So that's the story of Michael Chen. Now, you guys haven't seen a picture yet. Before I show you guys a picture, if we were going to cast a movie about the scientist Michael Chen, who would you cast to play him? I mean, the take I get on him is he's kind of just a happy, polite... Like, if there was an Asian Joseph Gordon-Levitt, that's who should play him. <laughs> that's not bad, because that's actually, you know... Well, it, let me ask you this. Would he be from the same region that Machine, Machine Gun Johnny is from? Yeah, they were both Chinese. They are both Cantonese. Okay. Hmm. I would say... What's his name? Stephen... Stephen Yeun? Uh, from Walking Dead? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah, but even he would probably be like, man, you're fucking racist. Right. We're from completely different areas. I believe <laughs> like, he's Korean. He doesn't even look anything like me. Fucking uh, LDP been playing a fucking Mexican for fucking three decades. Well, yeah, not only that, it's not shit. it's not coming from a place of racism. Right. It's coming from a place of things that look, people that look similar. Yeah. And I think so most... we've seen actors that we've seen, uh, we've mentioned actors who were not Italian. Yeah. That would be perfect playing an Italian. You know what I'm saying? So right, it's not. Right. It's nothing like that. I think Nicole, mo- most Nicole Asian... Kidman hasn't played an Australian in her entire <laughs> fucking career. Well, I think most most Asians are comfortable BMX with bandits. other Asians playing them, even if it's different. <laughs> if, it's not if, like it's a white dude. Playing yeah, Asian. if you're like if you're trying to be offensive, then you're offensive. Dude, John <laughs> Wayne playing fucking uh, Genghis Khan. Oh my that's god, funny. that's the absolute worst, man. It's almost as bad as Charlton Heston playing a Mexican. That, uh, yeah, those, that's bad. The worst one is uh, Mickey Rooney as an Asian oh. in Breakfast at Tiffany's. Well, have you seen fucking... Uh, that's bad. Uh, Remo Williams? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's Joel the guy Gray. From Ca- yeah, Joel Gray from Cabaret. Yeah, yeah he played the Asian the fucking, in that one. The Asian dude in that. Yeah, because so. there were no Asians that could play that part. None. Yeah, none. None, none, none available. <laughs> so here's a picture. But that's my guess. So here's a picture of the scientist, Michael Chen. Oh, shit. Ooh, Fucking, yeah. uh, he's the best. He actually played, um. <laughs> he is the best. No, he is the best. He's from Big oh, Trouble the- in Little China. Looks exactly like him. Oh, uh, was he Wang? Are you talking about the dude from 16 Candles? No, <laughs> no, no, no. No, the main yeah, guy was, in Big wasn't Trouble in Little China. Uh, Hold on. Wasn't he the dude's partner? The... Hold on. No, he's a, I, I pissed at myself. Uh, hey, He's Uncle Poe in the Sleeping Dogs game, too. So the actors I thought, and I I know what they look like from the beginning. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm doing the research so the pictures always pop up. I thought uh, Ernie Reyes, who is Ernie also... Reyes Jr.? Yeah. yeah, Ernie Reyes Jr. Yeah. Water. That's yeah. a good call. Yep. But yeah, that James Hong is the one that I was thinking of. I think he looks like... Ernie Reyes probably would be a better uh, Machine Gun Johnny, though. Yeah. yeah. Especially him during like uh, Surf Ninjas era. <laughs> like that's exactly that's i see him fighting half android leslie nielsen i wanted i wanted to be that dude when i was a kid i was like man he's on a tv show with buck rogers <laughs> like, like, that fucking kid's life is great have you ever seen the rundown with the, the rundown rock? oh yeah of yeah. course yeah Ernie Gray is the one he fights in the woods. And yeah, I think he's a choreographer, too, sure. like on that yeah. Like a fight Yeah, he's a fight choreographer in a lot of mm-hmm. shit. He was the fight choreographer for, like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. yeah he's, and he dope. was the pizza delivery guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In Ninja Turtles. He did, I think, in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Part 2 or whatever, he played one of the turtles. He yeah, has a weird dude. career where he's like real big behind you know, the scenes. I think, I think he, he was he in the Last Dragon. I think keep yes. He yeah. Was the, he yeah, was yeah, the yeah, littlest that, kid on the Last Dragon. Yeah, that's that's where I was like. Yeah, you know who Ernie Ray is? Have you ever seen Sidekicks with Chuck Norris? Um, what's that? It's you know Ernie Reyes Junior. Ernie Reyes Junior. He yeah, keeps man. on dropping off the Junior. Yeah, yeah, fuck a Junior. It's a suffix. It's not really part of your name. <laughs> it's still. <laughs> hey, if he had glasses, he'd look like the dude in Kickboxer who like. Go lay down. Like, make sure they don't get in trouble with, like, Van Damme and the big dude who rides a motorcycle. <laughs> and kickboxer? Yeah. <laughs> see, we only see his face, but if he's big and muscular, then he's the bad guy in Bloodsport that tells him Polo, that, bl- yeah. oh. that uh, bags don't hit back. <laughs> <laughs> 
He looks like a chick who had kids before, but now she doesn't like dudes. <laughs> and I like, got a haircut, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Save yeah. the best for last, huh, Tyler? <laughs> That's it. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's dead on. <laughs> yeah. Work. <laughs> These guys were real hard to find pictures. So I usually get, I do 10 slides because the slides are what go to the Instagram. On Instagram, you only get 10 pictures. So I cut it off at 10. I could not come up with 10 slides. Really? Like I could only come up with six. And I was trying to see. And I threw in a picture of fucking Canal Street. Just, you know what I mean? Normally I have all kinds of pictures to pop in. They're so tight lipped. Even the cameras don't talk shit. (laughs) Real legit. It was. Seriously. I I had very little pictures and shit. It was like no record of it whatsoever. (laughs) Like the hip sing tong. I had three pictures. That's over 122 years. Wow. I had like three pictures of hip sing tong guys. You know That's what I mean? It's crazy. not a lot of pictures. And, and see, this little bit of information, he was originally going to do it about the ghost shadows, but man, there's even less about them. <laughs> there's not a single picture. <laughs> wow. Well, since now we're discussing how rare it was, this picture I fucking screenshotted from a YouTube clip. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so now we got to do the DEFCON scale. So standard DEFCON scale is 5 to 1, 5 being the lowest, 1 being the highest. But on the Bad Guy Podcast, nobody's a good guy. So 5 would be Lee Murray, which is the lowest, who's your coke-dealing, kidnapping, bank robber. And 1 would be the Purple Gang, who's got multiple gang wars, multiple massacres, and they're killing people on the streets. So on a scale of Lee Murray to the Purple Gang, where would you rate Michael Chen? Right, 3. He's still mm-hmm. ki- they're still slaughtering people, but <laughs> See, they're are... methodical. Yeah. They're smarter. I mean, I've been on here, so I've done my skills. Three is middle ground. That's your normal mobster who's got some bodies behind behind him and shit, but it's kind of mm-hmm. normal shit. And he is kind of up there, but I would drop him down to a four because he wasn't the average gangster because he actively tried to make them less violent, I think. But yeah, five means no bodies at all, but he was chopping people up and the fact that he ran shit even though he went legit he definitely got some blood on his hands some bodies and shit so he can't be a five but he's right between a four and a three for me like if it goes three i'm not mad at it but it seemed like he purposely was a little less violent so that's why i'll drop him down to a four yeah yeah i'm teetering between three and four same reason the emphasis for him seemed to be the business side but he did do some really horrible shit and he probably did more horrible shit than we even know about yeah for sure you know nobody talks about because nobody talks about it so and they legitimately never talk about it never talk about it so like i I would say probably a three it could have been probably worse if he didn't shift his attention i agree with that because i think for one he's got three himself yeah a couple that the gang did, and some of those where you're calling the shot, even if you didn't do it, you're kind of... It's just business, or- baby. It's yeah. business. You're, you know, you're organizing murders and stuff. So I think if he hadn't made the move towards business first, he would have been moving into the two range. He would have yeah. been getting up there. To me, it's a mindset thing, and he seemed like, even though he got wrapped up in all the shit... He seemed like he really was aimed more towards not just killing people and not yeah. fucking people up. Yeah, but I think no matter what, you can't go to court for killing three yourself and be less than a three. I mean, he's murdered right, three right, people. Right, right, yeah. I mean, two in a crowded theater and shit. Like, that's fucking nuts. Like, yeah. This motherfucker ain't taking nothing outside. And the fact still... that he had the opportunity to go legit. Mm. It's like, who the fuck kills three mm. people? And then they're like, eh, I think I'm going to go legit. He, like, <laughs> his, really face, my thing. Like, his face is like, like he just looks like a normal, like a normal guy. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you oh, would yeah. not expect that dude to light you up. Doing this podcast between finding out about gangsters and the emergence of MMA is why you never fuck with anybody. Because you never know who's either a jujitsu black belt mm-hmm. or a flying dragon dragon head. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now you're fucking or, with this dude because yeah. he's Or like, the guy know, next door. Uh, yeah. You never know if they could be a serial killer. You, know, yeah. there's, you really just don't know. <laughs> you people. know what these guys are yeah. fucking around. Like, you don't know people. Then, so we're for sure going to call him a DEFCON 3. Zach, this is Crystal Palace. St. Norad has declared DEFCON 3. Scramble all alert aircraft. I repeat, scramble all alert aircraft. All right. Well, this is Say Hello to the Bad Guy. Thanks for coming, and thanks for listening.
Yeah. Say hello to the bad guy. Bad guy. The good guy coming in last place. Last smell that dope when I pass by. I let my money at a fast pace. Say hello to the bad guy. Bad guy. to be dad spent my birthdays in the trap we had to work with what we had she been working on a raise while trying to raise me like a man plus my daddy in the box and all my cousins in the cam and i don't need a hundred friends i just want a hundred bands a hundred jugs a hundred scams hey so i don't money grabbed a hundred hams Said I don't money grabbed a bunch of And bands. I ain't wanna fall victim to that system or the pistols. Fuck a judge with a grudge. I'm blowing crud for my mental aid. Ay. And I still keep it on me. Run into your big homie. First you meet your dead homie. Ay. Yeah. Say hello to the bad guy. The good guy coming last place. You smell that dope when I pass by. I like my money at a fast pace. Say hello to the bad guy. Bad guy, bad guy, good guy coming last place. 